Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of the State Hornet Spotlight Podcast here on StateHornet.com. I'm your podcast editor, Mac Irvin III, and once again, I'm joined this week by... Editor-in-Chief, Jordan Parker. And Magali Munoz, Managing Editor. And today, we are going to be giving our immediate reactions to the recall election, which happened last night on Tuesday, and... It was not a very long wait to get those results, was it? It was a grand total of 39 minutes for CNN to officially call the recall election in favor of the no vote, which means Gavin Newsom becomes just the second governor in U.S. history to survive a recall election that made it to the ballot. Governor Gavin Newsom did give a brief statement to reporters after the recall outcome was announced, and you can listen to some of the audio right here. No is not the only thing that was expressed tonight. Uh, I want to focus on what we said yes to as a state. We said yes to science. We said yes to vaccines. We said yes to ending this pandemic. We said yes to people's right to vote without fear of fake fraud or voter suppression. We said yes to women's fundamental constitutional right to decide for herself what she does with her body and her fate and future. We said yes to diversity. We said yes to inclusion. We said yes to pluralism. We said yes to all those things that we hold dear as Californians and I would argue as Americans, economic justice, social justice, racial justice, environmental justice, our values where California's made so much progress. All of those things were on the ballot this evening. Tonight, I'm humbled, grateful, but resolved in the spirit of my political hero, Robert Kennedy, to make more gentle the life of this world. Thank you all very much, and thank you to 40 million Americans, 40 million Californians, and thank you for rejecting this recall. What was your guys' immediate thought to <laughs> the recall election? Well, Mac, you know, what a waste of money that was. I think that was my immediate thought. I was eating dinner once again and uh, just looking for the results. And I think I saw on Twitter, like, it's over. Like, somebody said, I've seen enough. This race is over. And I'm just like, Wow, like what a lead up. Like how, how many months did we just go through this process for a nice 40 minute <laughs> end time? So I think that was my immediate reaction. I was just like, you know, that was like the most pointless election I think I voted in yet. But hey, I mean, it turned out the way the way I wanted. So I guess that was like, the good part. Yeah, similar to Jordan, I kind of was like, oh, I wonder how the results are going. Like, let me just look it up. It had already been like nine, and it was like people were already like tweeting about it. And I was like, hold, hold the fuck up. Like, are we, is this actually over? I think because we went through like the 2020 like Biden thing where we waited like so many days. Like, maybe I was just kind of like, oh, this is going to take a few hours. Like, we're going to be sitting in anticipation, and it's like 60 to 30. And I was like, oh, wait, like, oh, like, so underwhelming, but like also, again, like Jordan said, like we got the result we wanted, but it was also just kind of like, what the, what did we do all of that for to just get to this 40 minute, you know, result? Yeah. I think, uh, 2020 really gave us some false expectations. I mean, I know I was the uh, pessimist among the newsroom group, 
that thought the recall might actually have a chance of being successful, and I lost $5, and I'm very upset about that. But I think kind of offset by the happiness that we did not end up with Larry Elder as governor, who I'm actually shocked he gave a concession speech last night, and we're going to play a little bit of it right here. As you know, my opponent, Governor Gavin Newsom, come on. Let's, let's, let's be gracious, let's be gracious in defeat. And by the way, we may have lost the, the battle, but we are going to win the war. Now, tomorrow I'm gonna to be asked by all the members of the media, what are you gonna do next? What happens after this? Christian, thank you for your love. What happens after all of this? As a former radio host, let me just say this. Stay tuned. So he mentioned that they won the battle, but not the wars, which seems to indicate that Larry is going to take another run at it in 2022, or maybe look at other offices around California or the country. It seems like he has a hold now on the California GOP and the California Republicans. What do you guys make of that? And does he have a chance at statewide office again moving forward? I think, unfortunately, now, like, Larry has kind of established himself in the game. So, like, in a way that Trump did it, like, maybe doing it as a joke, but he definitely got some um, traction. I think that's, unfortunately, what we're going to see with Elder, whether or not he becomes you know governor he tries to become governor in the next uh election or maybe he goes for like presidential like we kind of don't know but you can already tell that this is just not going to be good because it's just going to get him riled up for the next thing and unfortunately we've already voted wrong before and we ended up with someone that really just kind of ruined this position for four years as president and so if that's the direction that he wants to go in then we have no idea what's going to happen from there yeah, I think, um, you know, after Trump in 2016, you know, people say we, you know, I mean, California didn't vote wrong, you know, just to clarify, you know, we don't believe in any of that stuff here. And Larry, if I were to give some advice to him and if I were to ever meet him, get out of California. You will not win statewide office here. And if he thinks he's going to come in 2022 for governor, he's going to get the deck wiped off him because Gavin has just, you know, strengthened his position after last night's win or, or survival, whatever, whatever you want to use there. But I think Larry Elder, you know, he can use the base that he gained to take some form of office. I don't think it's going to be a California statewide office. I just don't think it's possible. Uh, the Democrats just have too much of a stronghold on this state to kind of break through in that avenue. But I think that he can use that Trump base that he has to leverage it into something. I just don't know what. Yeah, so just giving a quick recap of the results. These are the numbers we have so far as of Wednesday afternoon, according to the Secretary of State. The no vote for the recall was 63.9% compared to 36.1%. A far cry from a lot of the polls that we had seen leading up to the actual election. I think, you know, some of the biggest numbers we had seen were maybe in the 15 to 20 range, but we're talking about 30 percentage points here. Like, that's massive even for. So, I guess, in a way, 
I was right to say don't trust the polls because in this case it ended up being a lot more <laughs> than what the polls showed. And then in the uh, on the second question of the ballot, which of course was rendered null and void, Larry Elder received 46.9% of the vote, which is 2.37 million votes. Kevin Pafrath, the Democrat YouTuber out of left field, winds up in second place with 9.8%, 497,000 votes. And he was the only person other than Larry Elder to actually carry a county as far as the numbers indicate. He won San Francisco County. So, I mean, I know Pafrath has said even if he loses this race, he could run for governor again next year. He probably won't win, but could he use this as a springboard maybe to really get into politics if he's so inclined? Um, I think that, you know, once again, talking about the Democratic field for next year is, and I think the Democrats have really, you know, come around Governor Newsom, and I don't think they're going to let anyone get into the race that can threaten him. And then, obviously, you mentioned Pafrath, who is not really threatening. <laughs> I mean, they are not going to get behind him. He can certainly throw his hat into the ring. And as always, you know, anything can happen in politics. Politics is a mess. But I just don't think he has any chance, let alone anybody else going into next year, to challenge Gavin Newsom for governor. But what do you think about, you know, maybe a statewide office, like maybe a state senator seat or an assembly seat? Because clearly, I don't know, maybe it was just the recall, but I mean, if watching Beto O'Rourke from 2018, the star power and collection that he had from the Texas races, it's time to strike while the iron's hot. And if, you know, he has the votes and the semi-name recognition that this recall election brought him, this would be the time to jump into politics if you could. Like, I know somebody on our staff brought up maybe mayor of San Francisco. So could we see something like that, you think? I think that's definitely possible. You know, once again, you look at the percentages, you know, 9.8%. He came in second, almost 500,000 votes. I think he can leverage that into something, as you mentioned, mayor of San Francisco, where, you know, just so happens Governor Newsom got his start there. And he did win that county uh, in the recall vote. So... I think that he could definitely get into something like that if he wanted to. But like you said, I think he'd have to strike sooner rather than later. I think what I hope for him is that he kind of takes this as a learning lesson and he like really seriously like takes it into consideration, but like does the steps needed for it, not just like, okay, well, I'm a YouTube personality and I got enough votes. I want to see if I can do it. Like make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. Obviously with Trump, it was like he was a star celebrity, you know, he has a name on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Like, I feel like if you're going to use your platform, do it for a good reason, not just because you think it'll be cool to have like a, a, you know, a title or political title because of that seems to be the trend over the years in politics. But I think that's what like my hope is for at least these up and coming, um, you know, people who are putting their name in, in the ring. And I hope that they're really just kind of considering all their options and whether or not this is going to be good for them and for the people at the end of the day. Now, I consider myself to be somewhat of a Twitter connoisseur. So during the recall and in the immediate aftermath of the results, I decided to hop on and see what people were saying. And I saw a couple tweets that uh, really, you know, gave me a lot of thought about it. One of them was from Carmichael Day, the local sports radio personality. He said that 
the GOP ground game is a shambles. They had a real shot at Newsom had they put up a legitimate candidate, but they chose Larry Elder, who he called a psycho and said stood no chance. The state has had no problem electing GOP governors, but not Elder. Is this a situation? I saw somebody else say, like, if the base had rallied around someone like Kevin Falconer, who had a long track record of being mayor in San Diego, you know, that's a big city as far as showing your experience. And he's kind of on the more moderate side of the Republican Party in the modern times. If they had rallied around someone like that, like a more moderate candidate, could we have seen a better result here? Yeah, I think there would have definitely been a better result. You know, what you have in the GOP right now is an inter-party fight for, you know, the values. You know, we have the Trump base on one side and we have the pre-Trump era on the other side. And it's kind of everybody deciding, you know, well, do we align with the former president or do we stick to the values that, that we had when we entered politics? And I think right now, you know, as you're seeing, more people are going to the Trump side because that can carry you to victory in some parts of the country. In California, it just doesn't play, though. So I think, you know, what you're going to have to see, you know, we've elected GOP governors in the past, obviously did not have those Trump values, as we're mentioning. Of course, that was a pre-Trump era where he hadn't even been in politics yet, but I think as a Republican, how you have to approach it, you have to appeal to not only the Republican base in California, those more moderate voters right there in the center, that's who you have to drive out to vote if you're going to win the governorship of California. Yeah, I mean, I think that, like Jordan said before, like California is just not one of those states where you can do that. Um, but I think if you get someone, again, like if we're putting Trump aside then the Republican Party does have very set values. If you have you have people in California, I live in a, in a town where that is very much like the values. It's Republican values. It's, you know, uh, family oriented and, you know, keeping it really small and like whatever, like that kind of a stuff. So I know it's possible. I know that there are enough people enthusiastic for it, but I just think in this era that we're in in California and this year, it's just not going to happen. Um, could they have put up a little bit more of a fight? Maybe the numbers would have been a lot closer together if it had been someone other than Elder, just like a TV or a radio personality. Maybe if it had been someone in politics, yeah, who had had a running track of just being in this business and being in this, um, you know, game, then yeah, then it could have been a lot closer. But I just don't think for California that's ideal now. Maybe a long time ago it would have, but not now. One of the shared viewpoints of the election was that Larry Elder provided the perfect foil to Gavin Newsom. You know, he posed himself as so staunchly anti-Trump when he was in office. And having somebody like Elder, who shared a lot of those Trump values, is what helped energize the base and get them out to vote. Also with, you know, the voting laws that have been passed in states like Georgia and Texas, that might have helped energize the base and really secure the victory for Gavin in the number that we saw in for the 30 percentage points. Do you guys share that sentiment? Yeah, I think, um, and I just want to tie this back into the 2020 election. I think what you're seeing is, once again, is not, you know, overwhelming uh, favorability of the current person, um, Gavin Newsom, in office. But as we saw in the 2020 election, 
not many people, you know, were Joe Biden supporters per se, but they voted for him just to eliminate Donald Trump. So as you're seeing in this case, there's nobody to replace Gavin Newsom that's viable. So what you're seeing again is people just voting anti-Trump once again. And I think when you put it into that perspective, you know, maybe it would be a different outcome if there was somebody to actually replace Gavin Newsom that we had confidence in. But obviously there isn't. So the result shows that. I think I'm curious that if there had not been like a Trump era, like could this have been more of like a like a closer fight? Because then you wouldn't be comparing someone to you wouldn't be comparing Elder to Trump, who a lot of people obviously in California did not, you know, like, and we very much did not appreciate the way that he went about his candidacy. Um, but I wonder if that hadn't had happened maybe we could have a Republican in here. Like there are people in California who very much feel that way, who still very traditionally like want to vote. I think sometimes young people feel like their voice isn't being heard or it doesn't really matter, like who cares? But like, that's all it takes is just a few numbers to like really push this further apart. But I think, I don't know, I do share a lot of Gavin's ideals and I think that that's just a California ideal. I don't think, I think if you put another face on you know, the Democratic ticket, it would be the same. And then just like Jordan said, you're just trying to get rid of someone who is compared to a person that we very much just wanted to get out of office nationally. So now in just our own state, it's going to be the same way. So now having seen that recall elections can and will fail if there's not a suitable replacement candidate or enough contempt for the current man or woman in charge, is there a scenario in play here where we could see some changes to the recall election law? Maybe how many signatures are gathered when the election is held, what kind of election it is. I know in Wisconsin, when they tried to recall Scott Walker, it was a different recall election. There wasn't a question format. It was basically like another general election. Like you can vote for the person who was governor before, or you can vote for the challenger. So do you guys foresee any changes in the recall process? I don't think I expect any changes in the recall process. I wish there were. I think 12% of the voters from the last election, which is the current rule in California, is way too low. I think if you were going to keep it in the same format, I would do like 50%. You know, that's a majority of voters because... At the end of the day, if Larry Elder was elected, he's not winning nearly enough of the majority of the people. And, you know, in the United States, we, we Republicans love to talk about, you know, government for the people, the Constitution, all that, that type of stuff. But, you know, when you're looking at California's recall process, I don't think it reflects constitutional values. But, you know, like you were saying in Wisconsin, another general election... I would be in favor of that uh, format, but will it happen? Probably not. <laughs> you know, I don't think they're going to just drastically change something. You know, recalls attempts, um, there are a lot of recall attempts that happen in California. Uh, this is the only the second one that's been gotten all the way to the voters. So maybe they're going to look at that and be like, well, if there's a recall process, it's not going to get to the voters anyways because two out of all of these numerous attempts. So I think it, it'll be interesting to see what, what the state government does after this. If anything, I wish that you like had to like give like there had to be a common consensus for why you didn't 
or you wanted to recall the person the person not just because you got enough votes like a certain amount of people have to say like i don't like this man because he does xyz and then the a million votes need to all reflect that one xyz reason like it can't just be like well i don't like him because he went to go have dinner at the french laundry like you have to give a political reason what is he doing that is against state values that you want to recall him not just because you got enough votes like i wish it was a lot more logical in that way because i feel like if you were to ask someone just walking down the street i think in most cases like why do you why don't you like gavin newsom like they don't really have like a political reason they don't really have like a law or legislation that they didn't like or they oppose it was just like off personal matter that they read on facebook that they like their mom reposted like it was never anything like of substance so i hope that that is something that they try to like bring in if they wish to do another recall because it just doesn't make sense for us to do it in just like votes you have to have like an actual legit reason for it just to play devil's advocate i believe the official recall campaign did give a list of reasons as to why he should be recalled. I believe it was homelessness, education, among a myriad of other reasons for it. Just to play devil's advocate there. Oh, well, I, I guess I didn't know that that too well. Um, I mean, it's not that he's not working on it. He had the California budget. I forget what it was called. We wrote it in our editorial recently. But he put money towards those things. It's obviously hard when we're in a pandemic where he's trying to focus on lives being, you know, killed by the thousands every single day by this uh pandemic and it's hard for him to now focus on that so he's juggling a lot of things and i don't know i think this is just a really unique situation that we're in both just the recall and then the status of our world right now in the recall so jordan i know you're very irate about this point in particular but the recall is going to cost the state of california around 275 276 million dollars to put on for a result that wasn't even really in doubt so is there an opinion you'd like to share on maybe is there do you think something should be done because that money has been wasted as you as you say yeah i think in this situation the republican party or maybe larry elder wants to front some money and reimburse the state for you know, you know, Republican Party's talking about Gavin Newsom not doing anything. Well, they just cost us all two hundred seventy something million dollars. So, but they're gonna say the will of the voters is what put the election on the ballot. The the will of what voters? The 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 twelve percent that that came out and just to get crushed after all those months. I mean, if I was a person that was that signed. You know, for this recall, I would feel so defeated and stupid right now. I mean, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, this was over in 39 minutes. They did all of that work over all of those months for 39 minutes. A waste of time and money for the state. I think, I seriously think, you know, I really do think in this situation, if you lose, reimburse the state. I mean, come on. I mean, how we're, we can't recover that money. So... And, and they want to talk about how these all these issues aren't getting fixed. That that money could have went towards those issues. So, hey, we're, we're out. Yeah, I share the same sentiment as Jordan. It's like we could have – you could have brought all that money, like campaigned all that money for the actual efforts that you were so concerned about to get Gavin out of office. So, like, why didn't you just do that instead of 
re like trying to re recall the man and failing miserably like 60 to 30 percent like that is a lot like you did like really there was no point for this so instead of trying to do this at like a larger state level talk to your local offices like i feel like we're neglecting the real political like line of or like order for this so if you're really mad about something talk about to your local offices talk to your representatives like that is how you get shit done properly so instead of putting on you know a 200 over 200 million dollar recall do something else fight for something else that's a lot more sane for it i guess speaking of getting crushed spare a thought for poor old john cox who finished fifth <laughs> Uh, maybe not. Maybe not feel bad for Cox, but maybe for the Bear who got trotted out there only to finish with four point four percent of the vote, two hundred and twenty-three thousand votes. He finished behind Brandon Ross, a Democrat, and we didn't talk about him because we didn't really think he had a chance of doing much. But hey, a top four finish—that's not bad for somebody with little name recognition. He doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Just one more final thought about you know, Gavin Newsom. And I just want everybody at home that's listening to this to think about this for a second. It's unfair to judge Gavin at this point. You know, we had the pandemic, like Magali was saying. He's doing the best he can. But just think about this for a second. Gavin Newsom can't fix those issues for the people if the people are dead. So just think about it. And on that bombshell, I think we're going to wrap up this episode of state hornet spotlight podcast again jordan and magali thank you for joining me to talk about the results of this recall election i hope there won't be another one for us to have to talk about in our next semesters thank you mac Mac. if you've enjoyed this podcast be sure to go check out all the other podcasts and stories on statehornet.com and we'll see you next time